Welcome to the Next Level You podcast. In today's episode, we dive deep into New Year's resolutions and what it's going to take for you to finally make this year your best year yet. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm your host, Jamie Lang, and welcome to the Next Level You. Inside this podcast, we dive deep into the inner workings of your mind, how to elevate your life, the necessary subconscious reprogramming to the undeniable laws of success and the tools, techniques, steps and lessons I have learned in my 25-year journey of inner growth and development. You can expect hard truths and honest conversations about what it takes to up-level your life and step into the best version of yourself. Join me on this journey in creating your best life. Ready to become that next level you? Let's begin. Welcome everyone to 2024, our first episode of the new year. I tell you what, it has been an exciting last two weeks, two and a half weeks actually now. Uh, I planned on uh, releasing a couple of episodes before Christmas and then one in between Christmas and New Year, but like all good plans, they went out the window when Christmas and festivities and parties and family time and going away, that all got in the way. But that's okay. I gave myself a pass rather than being stressed out and delivering to you a less than quality episode or a forced episode, which is absolutely not in alignment with my goals for this podcast. I want to be sure that I am on point every time and full of energy of what I want to produce and and share with you Uh, rather than be forcing something excuse me I got a little croak in the throat for the beginning of the year uh, but rather than forcing information out uh, I want to be like a channel where I feel aligned to be able to speak about something and so here we are we are one week into the new year and I don't know about you but this year just seems different. For me, last year was probably the most challenging year of my life. I have had challenging years before, uh, predominantly when my my first marriage ended, when I moved houses, um, I lost a baby in that year. It was really, really tough. And but the last 12 months um, have been exceptionally challenging. And that's not what today's episode is about. So I'm going to shake that bad juju off. And But I tell you what, I was really excited about the end of last year. <laughs> I couldn't wait to say Sayonara to 2023. And welcome a brand new year. And there is just something about a new year. It's like we're all given permission to wipe the slate clean, to take the blinkers off, to allow ourselves to dream big of what we want to create for the next 12 months. But the interesting thing is that most people, whether you set tangible, physical, or even mental resolutions, most people, by the time February the 1st rolls around, most people, and when I say most people, I mean upwards of 90% of people forget their goals because they're either not in alignment with those goals anymore, 
they have found it too hard to stick to what they wanted to achieve. They hit an obstacle and just went, oh, well, I'll just keep going back to my old way of life and patterns. Or... They just don't have the consistency needed and when they're not seeing enough results come through fast enough because let's face it, we live in a society of instant gratification. We live where everything is at our fingertips. And so when you are come the 1st of January, you think, right, this is the year I'm going to do A, B and C and then you don't see it by the 2nd of January or even by today for example the 8th of January you your mind or that little devil on your shoulder starts thinking well do I really want this is this something that I want to do for you know the next 358 days and that's really interesting to me because I am such a big thinker that regardless if it's the 1st of January or the 27th of September or any day of the year, I am always striving. I'm always doing something towards my goals. And what I found different about this year with my personal goals was that I wanted to really focus on my way of being. So yes, I have some tangible, measurable goals, but I also have this great sense of who I am and who am I being that I really want to embrace and become that person that already has those tangible results, regardless of if they're in my physical reality now or not. Whether you're someone, and I went to say this in the beginning and then got sidetracked, but whether you're someone that sets goals avidly or you know haphazardly each year when the 1st of January rolls around or whether you're someone that actually doesn't, doesn't set goals and just goes through life groundhog day, which I actually don't think that there's a large percentage of people listening that are like that because I do believe my audience for the vast majority are high achievers and are goal setters and action takers. But if that's you, then, you know, this this is really going to challenge your way of life, your way of being, because I really want you to start thinking about, you know, what it is that you want, what it is that you want to achieve this year that's going to make the difference for you. That could be anything. And I'm not going to go into, you know, different areas of your life or anything like that, because I think that that's really can be a personal thing. But what does that look like for you? You know, how is that going to look like for you this year? And I do have some tips that I want to go through of some strategies to make sure that when the 1st of February rolls around, you're not only in full swing of taking action and of focusing on what you want and making those changes and changing those habits and creating those nuances and differences in your life that are going to make the difference but that you come the 31st of December 2024 and you go hell yeah this was my year that I was able to change ABC or I was able to turn things around or I was able to hit that financial goal or I created the next level in my business or I took my relationships to a whole deeper level more satisfying, more, uh, more created more happiness, more joy, more spontaneity, 
whatever that is for you. It might be the year that you you know, pack up and change, move states. It might be where you travel overseas, go on on a, a large holiday or a small holiday, whatever that is for you. That's what I want for you is come the 31st of December that you can sit down and really just rejoice in how far you've come. And so that means getting over some few hurdles. And that also means that project yourself forward to the 31st of December. That person sitting there reminiscing and thinking about those last 12 months filled with pride for what you have created, that person is different to the person that you are on the 1st of January. Now, you might be thinking, wait a minute, but I don't want to change who I am. And that's not who I'm talking about, what I'm talking about, what I mean is that the person that you are when you set those goals on the 1st of January is not the person that is going to create the change and be looking back on the 31st of December this year. So what do I mean? I mean that let's let's have an example of a fitness goal because that seems to be something that everyone can relate to at some point in your life, you have set a fitness goal or a health goal or a weight loss goal or a strength goal or whatever sort of health and fitness uh, physical goal. Come the 1st of January, you're full steam ahead. You've worked out a seven-day plan of going to the gym. You went to the shops and bought a whole bunch of fresh food and you know, you, you go to the gym and you think right in the afternoon, I'm going to go for a walk and you feel fantastic after day one. You do exactly what you say you're going to do. And then day two, you think, right, I'm going to get up. I'm going to, I've hired a personal trainer. I'm going to start working with them. I've got a 6am session before I go back to work. Fantastic. You get up full of energy. You hit the session with your trainer, you feel fantastic, you're eating fruit and vegetables and lots of protein, you go to work feeling great, hit the end of the day of work and think, man, you know, that was a really big day, right? I've got to get up and do it all again tomorrow. You might do it Wednesday, you might do it Thursday, you might then just go, okay, I'm going to go back next week and then the weekend hits and your your body is so um, in pain <laughs> because you haven't been following a regular exercise routine prior to the 1st of January that then rolled around the next week you think oh my gosh I've got to do that again and I'm going to have to do that for the next 52 weeks you might do it for the second week you might do it four days for the second week the next week you might do it three days the next week you might you know feel a little bit tired and and have a niggling injury because you didn't do something correctly in the gym but you push through anyway Come that fourth week when we're starting to go into February, it's like, man, this is too hard. I'm hungry, I'm tired, my body is sore, and I would much rather settle up for the evening on the lounge watching Netflix. Or I might, I'd much rather sleep in, get that extra hour, hour and a half of sleep before I go to work because it's just too much. And chances are it is too much because it was the load was too much to incorporate uh, into your life that then it was just easier to not do it it was also pulling you away from a habit 
that of not going to the gym and so by making too much change too quickly trying to change too much in terms of your habits um, it was it's just too challenging and you gave up what you were doing was trying to change number one too much too soon but then also be something too radically from who you already were so if you think about a line or a spectrum and you know on the 31st of December leading up like the person that you were prior to the 1st of January let's just say was not someone that exercised five six times a week and I'm not saying that you need to exercise five or six times a week remember this is just an example but the person that you were leading up to the new year was not someone that held a highly active life. Maybe you're you work in an office. Maybe you you know love your Netflix of an evening. And so injecting too much and trying to change too much of the person that you are too quickly overloads a system and puts us into flight or fight or flight mode of where it's challenging who you are to the core. And that's where all those feelings of resistance can come up of this is too much. I can't do it. It's too challenging. I'm too tired, blah, blah, blah. And all the excuses roll in. First of February, you've given up. I'm just going to eat and drink and sit down and watch Netflix because that's what I'm comfortable with. And the only reason that you're comfortable with that is because that's the habit that you're in. And so that's what I mean when I say the person that is going to have achieved and created the results and the goals and the outcome that you're looking for this year on the 31st of December is going to be someone different to who you are now. And that for me personally is where I'm tackling coming in uh, into 2024 with is I'm challenging for myself the person that I am, the person that I'm being, because I know that the person that has what I want, that has the results that I yearn for and and desire is different to the person that I am now. So that for me is where I'm coming from in terms of being someone different. Alrighty, that's just something to think about. When you're looking at what you want to create this year, Sit down, take a moment and just think about who the person is that has those things, that has that lifestyle, that has those results. Who is he or she? Do they get up earlier? Do they drink more water? Do they communicate more clearly? Do they take regular walks in nature to calm your, calm their mind? Do they reach out to contacts, make new contacts, network, put themselves out there, ask for help, ask for assistance. Do they hire a team or hire one person to help with the load? Do they ask for that pay rise? Like who is that person that has what you desire? And what is the distance? What is the difference between that person and who you are now? And look at those attributes and skills or characteristics that you might need to develop to be able to create those results. Now, let's transition over into some tips on how 
to ensure that this year is finally the year that you achieve what you set out to on the 1st of January. Now, I've just given you one massive tip and that would be my overarching umbrella here is the person that you're being. Who is that person? That is tip number one. So if you definitely need to pause now and take some notes, write down your future self to your present self and what needs to happen in order to uh, shorten or lessen the difference between the two, absolutely go ahead and do so. But we're going to jump into number two, which is being crystal clear on what you want. Saying things like or feeling things like, oh, I just want to earn more money. Okay, well, more money could be a dollar. More money could be a cent, really, realistically. So what is it exactly that you want? Do you want to earn 10,000 more? Do you want to earn 100,000 more? Do you want this year to be the year that you reach seven figures? Like what is it absolutely crystal clear? If someone was to read your goal, they have no confusion at all about what it is. And when you're going through and setting that crystal clear goal, write as much detail as you can because you want to feel that goal as if it's already happened like which is I'll come back to that one but writing exactly to the detail of what you want is going to help actualize the results so absolutely get crystal clear on what it is that you want the third tip moving through how to finally make sure that this is your year, that you achieve what you want to achieve, is to create a detailed plan. So you've got your crystal clear detailed goal and then you're going to sit down and break it up into mini goals or mini milestones. And then what steps you have to take, baby steps in those mini milestones in order to create that larger goal. When you have that large goal, say for example, you want to sell your house and move into a bigger house. That's your your overarching large goal, sell your house. Getting crystal clear, first of all, on what it is that you want. Well, how much do you want for your house? Where do you want to move? What sort of house do you want to move in? Is it bigger? Is it smaller? Uh, does it? How many bedrooms does it have? How many bathrooms does it have? How many garages does it have? What's the floor space? Do you have a butler's kitchen? Do you have an island bench? Do you have a pool? Do you have yard? Uh, are you in a complex where you don't have a yard but you have you know, a, a community pool? Whereabouts? Is it near the beach? Is it in the bush? Is it in the suburbs? Is it near in the city? What Like getting really crystal clear on that goal first. Then moving into that detailed plan. Okay, well, When am I going to put it on the market? What do I need to do to get the house up to scratch to be able to put it on on the market? What agent am I going to go through? The detailed plan could, that could be number one, what agent am I going to go through? But then your mini steps or mini baby steps in that milestone could be, I'm going to go and interview six different agents in my area and to get a feel for 
their services, um, their personalities, what they can offer, what their fees are, things like that. Then, you know, it might then be, okay, well, then I'm going to get my house up to scratch for open homes. So what do I need to do? I might hire someone to stage it for me. Or if I'm going to use my own furniture, do I need to clean anything, move anything? So that could be another uh, mini goal or mini milestone in your detailed plan. So it's really breaking whatever your goal is, really breaking it down into actionable uh, steps and then from there even further into then baby steps so that the, the overarching goal isn't so overwhelming when you're thinking about achieving that. The fourth step in making sure that this year is finally your year to achieve what you say you're going to achieve is to find an accountability partner. This was something that I did for many, many years with my girlfriend. We would meet up on a Saturday morning after the gym and for a coffee and we would have our little, we called it our homework book. And we would sit down and go through what we've done that week, uh, everything that we said we were going to do the week before. Did we do it? We would even have a reward or a punishment, so to speak, uh, if we hadn't achieved what we said we were going to achieve. And then we would go, okay, well, then moving forward this week, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to create, what, what action I'm going to take. And I tell you what, we... There wasn't one way or another in the amount of rewards that we had or the amount of punishment that we had. And when I say that, I'm saying a reward might be I'm going to buy a cup of coffee rather than make one from home or I'm going to give myself permission to sit down and watch a TV show, whereas usually I would be up doing housework. A reward could be going out and having a facial or a massage or a pedicure, whatever floats your boat but it also because we were doing this on a weekly basis we were also conscious of you know what we at the time could afford so it wasn't always about spending money but then punishments could be and this is where it got really fun punishments were things that we really did not want to do for example I remember, and I'm just so, I'm smiling as I'm saying this because it was just so hilarious. I remember one of my punishments was that I was going to give my husband a pedicure if I didn't do what I said I was going to do. And let me tell you, he was hoping and trying to distract me all week it just made it so much fun because he really wanted me to massage his feet and trim his nails which quite frankly turned my stomach I did not want to do that at all and it really pushed me to ensure that I did those things that I said that I was going to do that week and it was really quite funny another punishment um, was that I was going to eat a McDonald's chocolate sundae. Now, if you know me, I love my ice cream. However, I am also um, very health conscious and really don't eat a lot of fast food at all. And so that for me was something that was like, you know what, to eat a fast food 
dessert um, just was not something that I really wanted to do. So it was it we made it fun, and that's the whole point of an accountability partner. It's not thinking, oh God, I've got to go and see this person and I've got to you know, admit that I didn't do what I said I was going to do. Oh, look, I'm just going to say I'm not going to go this week. And that's that's the easy way out. Whereas this, my accountability partner, number one was my girlfriend. Number two, we were having coffee while we uh, were going through our homework, so to speak. Um, and number three, it was fun. We made it fun. We would laugh. We would cry. It was just something that we enjoy doing and I tell you it really made the difference in holding us both accountable to and I I created so much I achieved so much when we did that unfortunately my girlfriend now lives in western Australia and I'm in New South Wales so we are literally on opposite sides of the country and so we don't uh, do that anymore However, having said that, I am thinking that maybe we could now do it via telephone or Zoom. You know, there's there's no such thing as distance, um, you know, makes anything impossible. We can we can make it happen, but we haven't done it for a little while. So, yeah, I might actually uh, call her up and and uh, start that. But absolutely find an accountability partner and make it fun because that's the whole point. If you're having fun and you're enjoying something, you're going to do it more and you're more inclined to continue doing it. So absolutely find that person for you. Now, number five in making sure that this year is finally, finally the year that you create the results that you want to create for 2024. I touched on this before. And that is to embrace the feelings you believe reaching the goal will give you now. That absolutely is, I would say, probably the second key point. The first being who who are you being? But that is definitely the second key point because most in most cases, We set goals, not for the tangible results or not for achieving ABC, but for the feeling that we believe reaching that goal is going to give us. And so I highly encourage you, this is another point that I would say, pause the podcast, go and sit down, journal out what you think achieving your goals is going to give you this year and in terms of how it's going to make you feel and look for where you already have those feelings it may not be in the same area but look in your life where those feelings can be produced or are being produced and amplify them hold on to them develop them so for example Say you want to meet a partner. Maybe you want to get into a relationship and you're, you know, you want to share your life with someone, which is just beautiful. The feelings that you believe, this is just an example, but the feelings you believe reaching that goal are going to give you could be connection, love, and maybe a sense of security or acceptance. Let's go acceptance. So connection, love, and acceptance. They're the three top three feelings you think finding a partner and being in a relationship is going to give you. So where in your life 
would those feelings already exist? For example, connection. You might be part of a awesome team at work. You know, you get along well with your work colleagues. You feel that you contribute and you're heard. You, um, you know, connect really well with potentially customers or your boss. Uh, you feel that your potential is being met and you're really being appreciated and you really feel connected in the work that you do and the outcomes that you get at work. Those feelings of connection are the same if you're in a relationship of being supported, of being heard, of being able to contribute, of you know being a part of a unit. And so when you're at home and you're thinking, oh, man, I really want to be in a relationship, take yourself visually and mentally to those feelings when you're at work of being connected and then think about them, amplify them, dwell in them and imagine those feelings with someone at home. And that's what I mean by amplifying, hold on to and develop. So you're really encouraging your body to react and respond to those feelings. And it's absolutely, I want to make a caveat here that you're not then going, oh, but then I don't. I don't have someone sitting beside me right now. I've got it at work, but I don't now. Avoid looking at what you lack or what you don't have. This is about looking for where those feelings already exist in your life and then transferring them mentally and holding on to those feelings and, and having, you know, oh, I'm so grateful that I have that connection at work. I look forward to having that connection with a partner. Imagine feeling heard. Imagine feeling respected. Imagine feeling part of a unit with that someone special. Oh man, you know, I feel fantastic at work. I'm, I bet it's going to be even 10 times more uh, feeling fantastic when I'm in a relationship. So I really encourage you to look in your life where you already have the feelings that you think achieving that result is are going to give you and amplify them, hold on to them, Think about them, embrace them, develop them more internally. All right. And the final tip in making sure that 2024 is your year, your best year, the year where you create everything that you have set out to on the 1st of January is to emphasize the positive suggestions to change subconscious programming. Now, let me break that down. What do I mean by that? First of all, what's a positive suggestion? And we haven't even begun to discuss what subconscious programming is, but we're going to dive into that in future episodes. However, positive suggestions are putting yourself as if it has already happened. So, for example, let's say, let's go back to a money goal. And your goal this year is to get it, is to earn 10,000 more in revenue. Let's just keep it easy and, and simple. 10,000 more. A positive suggestion is I earn 10,000 more or I earn XYZ per year. I am so grateful to have earned an extra 10,000. That extra 10,000 comes easily and abundantly. Those are positive suggestions. 
Now, the to change the subconscious reprogramming or the subconscious programming rather in your brain, in your mind, is your brain automatically is going to go, oh, but you don't have it yet. Oh, no, but it's not that easy because you tried it last year and it didn't happen. And in order to change that subconscious programming, we need to go in and continue to emphasize those positive suggestions. And I'm not simply talking about affirmations. That's absolutely not what I'm talking about. The positive suggestions is where you quiet your mind. It might be first thing in the morning. And this is probably uh, the best time of day to do this. You're going to do this three times a day. First thing in the morning, just before you wake up completely, is when you, while you're lying there, maybe the alarm's gone off and you're just lying there, is to then go into those positive suggestions. So you're running through, let's just pick one one saying, the extra 10,000 of revenue this year came so easily. The extra 10,000 of revenue this year came so easily. The extra 10,000 in revenue this year came so easily. And you're going to repeat that to yourself about three to five times, really embracing and believing and feeling into that positive suggestion. Doing it first thing in the morning when you wake and then the last uh, thing at night before you go to sleep, when you're in that sleepy state, but before you go to sleep, you are actually... And, and by quietening your mind, you are actually slowing down the conscious mind so that there is no resistance, so that it doesn't come back saying, yeah, but you haven't done it yet. Or, oh, well, where are you going to get the extra 10000 from? That's We're not going into battle in our mind with our conscious and our subconscious. We are impressing or impregnating in our mind that extra 10000 in revenue this year came so easily. And saying it over and over again and really feeling into that statement. Now, when I say uh, two or three times a day, three times a day is actually ideal. So if you can, during the day, find a quiet place, quieten your mind. And that might mean five minutes of just, you know, not thinking about anything, maybe listening to some soft music and really just relaxing your whole mind and body so that you can emphasize those positive suggestions if getting quiet in the mind and in the body is not uh, possible for you in the middle of the day I would highly encourage to not try this because your conscious mind is going to come forward and try to argue with your subconscious that that's not true And so I would rather you just do it in the morning and in the evening because that's when you're going to get the the least amount of resistance and the most amount of benefit. Okay, so let's run through these tips to finally make this year your best year yet. All right, number one is who are you being? Remember the person that you're going to be when you have achieved these goals is not the person that you are now. So what does that mean? What do you need to work on? What do you need to sort out? What ducks do you need to line up? Look at that, work through it and become the person that has created those results now. 
The second tip is to be crystal clear on what you want. Detail, as much detail as possible, like laser-like focus. What is it that you want? Number three is creating that detailed plan, setting those mini goals and milestones and then from there baby steps in order to create that larger outcome. Number four is finding that accountability partner and making it fun. Highly, highly, highly recommend that. Number five, embracing the feelings now that you believe reaching that goal will give you. So look for where you already have those feelings and amplify them, hold on to them, develop them. And finally, number six on the tips on making this year your best year yet is to emphasize positive suggestions to change subconscious programming. If you need to go back and listen, rewind to that section where I explain how to imprint positive suggestions on your subconscious absolutely do so because this is key to lasting change all right thank you so much for tuning in today it really has been great i hope you had a wonderful festive season with your families and friends and felt joy and love i know that it can be a challenging time for some and i really do wish you the very best for this year. It really is going to be a great year. I am so glad and so grateful that you are here for the ride because look out, we have some great things happening uh, in Next Level You this year. So stay tuned for the next episode and I will speak to you then. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of The Next Level You. If you loved and found value in today's episode, be sure to share it with me so I can continue delivering valuable content and inspire more listeners. And if you haven't connected with me on social media, come and join me on Instagram where you can find extra doses of inspiration at the Jamie Lang or visiting my website at jamielang.com. That's spelled J-A-I-M-E-L-A-I-N-G. Your support means the world to me and I'm so grateful for you all. Until next time, remember to embrace the journey to become the next level you.